0: Welcome to Megan's Bookish Life, a podcast where literary meets lifestyle. Marie Aitchison, thank you for joining Megan's Bookish Life podcast. Thanks for having me, Megan. So I actually had to tell you, I got your username for Instagram through my friend Emily who I was like, what are you reading right now? She said, um, Dyer Lane. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then I started reading it, and then we'll get into it later. But I was like, follow, follow. So I followed you so fast. So I'm excited to talk with you today. Aw, thank you so much. I have to read this bio because you have the best bio. Okay, so I'm going to read the short snippet of it that I'm obsessed with. It says, once upon a time, I worked as a registered nurse. Now I write stories to entertain people and make them want to sleep with the nightlight on. Amazing. (laughs) So obviously that makes me want to question, like, why writing? What, What made you get into writing instead of nursing right now?
1: Well, I have always loved reading and writing since I was really young, but I never thought it was like a tangible career or something I could actually do for a living or just with my time. And so I did what I thought I should do, and I went to nursing school, and that was pretty rewarding in its own way, but it was really hard on me um, when I had little ones at home. And so when I had my second kid, I was like, I'm going to stay home for a little bit, and then I just never went back. (laughs) And the pandemic happened, and my husband was like, well, that's not a time to go back when you're trying to find daycare and stuff, so... Um, I stayed home with them. and My husband's like, why don't you write? Because I would always write for fun. He's like, why don't you actually write like for real? And so he really encouraged me and kind of gave me that um, nudge. And so then Dyer Lane was born,
0: and that's where it came from. <laughs> my second question of this whole podcast is your book. And normally I gotta tell you, I want to know what you're writing or whatever and everything like that. And then I'll get to the book at least question four or five. But I'm so antsy. We have to question two we're going to talk about Dire Lane right away. So your debut novel, Dire Lane, yeah. um, which I won't read the whole description in in this little thing because it's a long one, but it's about some college students who go to a supposedly Haunted Road and kind of their aftermath of what happens to their first visit. I'm going to keep talking about it for the rest of my life. Uh, I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. So how did you come up with the story idea? So Dyer
1: Lane is an actual place near my house. It's like five or 10 minutes away. And I've lived, it's, I live in Placer County, which is like a little county outside of Sacramento in Northern California. And it's always been talked about since I was like middle school, Dyer Lane, Dyer Lane. Like you could go to a restaurant here in Placer County and mention it. And your server will probably be like, oh, I have a story about when I was in high school and I went to Dyer Lane. Like everybody knows it if they grew up here. I basically took all of these urban legends that I grew up with and I just elaborated on them and like played with them and created this fictional story of these college kids who went and did what like all like the high school, middle school, college age kids like to do around here. So Dire Lane is real and Dyer Lane does have these crazy stories. It does have a really creepy background, too, if you Google it, really dark history for this area. So it's just a creepy place in real life.
0: Did you go to it? Tell me the truth.
1: I went to it a couple times. Yes, I did. Nothing happened to me, but it has a vibe. We saw lots of dead deer um, in real life. There's lots of spray painted, nasty things, um, bullet holes, and signs. There's like so much debris on the side of the road. Um, we found a garbage bag full of guts, like entrails. Yeah, I got pictures. It's gross. Um, but yeah, I called the police hotline after I left there, like the non-emergent hotline and was like, there's a garbage bag with some sort of something in it that is dead. And they're like, not another dire lane call. So it's like, it's a thing. So yeah, that kind of makes it even more fun for me when I was writing it. Cause like we would keep going. I'm like, I need to stage my car after this. Like I just, it has a presence.
0: Interesting. We have something by me. I forget. It must be like forty five minutes away from me. Called Munger Road. So it's it's a movie and everything. Like I know a guy used to work on the set who was like, yeah, it's kind of creepy. I worked on the movie. So I went to it one time on accident. My mom and I were driving across the road of Munger Road, and we were screaming the whole time. There was nothing happening. We were just being dramatic. and We're like, ah. so <laughs> nothing happened to us. But we ha- we don't have it that bad at Munger Road. Munger Road's like kids pushing on your car Mm -hmm. it's not dirty it's just or nothing's really dead around there that I know it's it's the whole vibe from Munger Road like I don't know it's creepy
1: yeah like I feel like so many towns have their version of Dire Lane too so it's really cool to hear that you have one
0: we do and so I've never watched the movie but I'm wondering if I watched Munger Road the movie I'll never go back to, Mon- you know what, I would, you know what, I'd lie, I would definitely <laughs> go back, doesn't matter if the movie changed my mind or not, so no spoilers for this whole book, Um, although I, I would love to talk spoilers, but I said no to somebody, I would not do spoilers so they can read it, Um, so we're going to talk about the ending, even though this is not the end of the podcast, this is the ending of this book, because I'm obsessed with it, so I DM'd you, and I was like, I'm shook, I literally, uh, yeah. I, I stopped for a good five minutes thinking like, do I love it? Do I hate it? And I was like, I kind of love it. Um, Have you gotten any feedback about the ending besides me, obviously?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think people either hate, hate, hate it, or they love, love, love it. And there's not a ton of in between until you figure out how it makes you feel. Um, I just wanted to flip the final girl kind of trope on its head a bit and find a new way of presenting that, I guess. And I just wanted it to be something that nobody would guess. So that's kind of where I went with that. And I also wanted some closure um, because it was really personal for me, too, because Cora, the main character, represents a lot of me. When I was 22, I went through a similar thing. I was an ER scribe before I got into nursing school. When I was a nursing student, my dad passed away. I'd gone through a lot of things she had. So it was like therapeutic for me. And so I kind of don't care if people hate it because I'm like, I love it. But I also love to hear when people hate it because I'm like, why? And like, I like to hear their perspective. So I'm more of like, you hate it. I love that opinion. If you love it, I love that. I just want to make you feel something. Um, so I've gotten a lot of people who literally hated the book because of the ending and a lot of people who are like, whoa, I love the book because of the
0: ending. So two camps. Did you go into writing this knowing the ending or did it come out like at the end?
1: At the end. I do not map my books out. I like to just be fluid with it. And I kind of know a direction. I kind of know a plot. And then my characters will literally just play in my head until it, like, comes out on the paper as I go. So I did not know what was going to happen at all. And then it happened, and I was like, well, that was fun.
0: I always ask a question. I always say, like, do you outline to authors or whatever? And it's funny because you get so many different answers. You'll get a yes or no, but then you'll get, a, like, a why. And so you don't outline. Does it, have you tried outlining? I mean, I do, but then I feel like it's so
1: formulaic and it doesn't come out authentic for me. And I think if you're writing like maybe a murder mystery where it's like, you have to have this clue and this and it's like so puzzle piecey, maybe outlines make sense. But for me, I feel like it's it just doesn't work for me. And I will write it all and then I'll go back and I'll edit. So that's where I'll kind of put in the clues and put in the things that tie in towards the end. I probably read that book like six or seven times, just trying to fit in things as I went. So I kind of like write it all and then I go back from the beginning and add, add, add. Then I go back again to the beginning and add, add, add. But I just have to get it all out like fluidly. I can't can't outline, I just, my
0: brain won't let me. I can't either. So I'm a, when I say I'm a writer, I'm getting to be a writer. I have two nonfiction books and then I have a blog and then I'm in college for writing. Oh, you're a
1: writer, that is writing. Yeah, you are it, that's awesome.
0: I appreciate that. I'm always like questioning. I'm like, am I a writer? And they're like, yeah, you don't have to be published to be a writer. And I'm like, no,
1: I independently publish and I'm happy about it. It's 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 what you do. That's what makes you a writer. And if you're doing all that, you're there.
0: Okay, that makes you feel good. Thank you. (laughs) But for the outlining, I've never written a fiction book. And so I'm normally a nonfiction person. I don't outline because I think it's nonfiction. I don't know, but I've never outlined. And I just go to the seat of my pants and I write and then i'll go back and then i'll edit mm-hmm. but i don't know if i add any, I, I don't know if i add anything after i write it out that's interesting yeah veering off of Dire Lane for right now i want to know about your bookstagram a little bit because you have over 11,000 followers which is a good amount and you post like book reviews so what is your favorite thing to do on bookstagram about bookstagram how, why do you love bookstagram
1: i love bookstagram because i love talking about books i love comparing opinions like i like it when someone doesn't agree with me or that i don't agree with them we can kind of hash it out and if they can get me on their side of why the book's awesome i think that's pretty powerful i just like the whole perspective of it all and just sharing how it made me feel and hearing other people's um, versions and that interaction so that's basically why i got into bookstagram I think everybody around me was sick of me talking about the books I read. And I'm like, well, these people don't get sick of it. And so then I just started posting on there. And you can just spend hours just talking about everything that you've read and
0: kind of comparing notes with people. Well, you also have really nice pictures. So good pictures, good reviews, and you're winning it all. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So as an independent author, you have a heavy thing with word of mouth. Like That's your marketing, I feel like, is, is word yeah. of mouth. I actually gifted a friend uh, a copy on Kindle to her recently because I was obsessed with the book and I loved it so much. What other ways can we help you promote this book and get it out there? And how can we help you as an independent author?
1: Oh, thank you for all of that. I think just, yeah, it just spreads from word of mouth. I'm so new to this and I'm no way professional Um, And so that's where like the big traditional publishers come in and that's so awesome to be able to get picked up by one. But as far as independent authors, it really is just like sharing it. If you love the book, posting a review on Amazon and posting a review on Goodreads is really helpful because then when people are on there, they can see that. Um, Gifting it like you did, that's really awesome. So I appreciate that. It really is just kind of like, it's like a little urban legend, all of its own. You just spread it and talk about it and it gets a little snowball and hopefully it picks up traction. So I honestly don't really do a lot of marketing. I don't really know what to do there. (laughs) So it's just kind of making friends and hopefully people read the book and they like it and then tell other people about it.
0: Well, that's what happened, it happened with, my friend Emily told me, and I told my friend Lauren. You know what I mean? It's it's a chain urban legend link. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I love it. Fits the spooky vibe. Go. Oh.
0: Correct. Are you going to keep writing spooky books? What What is your What is your next?
1: Uh, my next one is um, gonna be about. It's actually gonna take place in Lake Tahoe, and it's gonna be in present day with flashbacks to the 1920s. Um, And it's a haunted house story. So it's going to be these sisters that inherit a haunted estate in Tahoe. And they're trying to fix it up so they can sell it. And uh, some weird stuff's going to go down. So it's like a mix of Haunting of Hill House, Peaky Blinders, and like Last Night in Soho. If you can even try to put that all. But it's going to be really cool. And it's more thriller mystery with some like scary things. It's going to be a little bit less gore and horror. Like I went full in on Dire Lane. So this is going to be a little bit more mainstream, I think, but um,
0: I'm excited. How long did it take you to write Dire Lane?
1: It takes me like three or four months to write a book, but then when I go back and I edit it, it keeps like kind of building, and then I tried a really long time to find an agent for Dire Lane, and I got so many like, oh, it was good, but it's not the right fit, or oh, it was good, but it was like they want to know what my background is in writing, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I wasn't RN, and they're kind of like, oh. So I think I need to get some experience um, and get an agent if I want to do traditional. So it took me a lot longer with Dyer. But from start to finish, it's about like a four-month process of just writing the book. And I was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm done. I want it published by Halloween. I'm doing it myself. And I'm just happy with um, how, how that's done so far.
0: My friend does a, like, a date. She'll be like, okay, on March 29th, 2023, I'll publish it or whatever. I could never. I, I need to, but I couldn't. So... Mm-hmm. Did it get published on Halloween? I don't remember.
1: It, about a month before Halloween. I wanted it out by then. So I was like, I'm not waiting anymore for an agent and I'm not gonna hear any more no's because I was like, I like my book. I want it out in the world. And so I just, yeah, I bit the bullet and I did what I was like nervous to do because like we talked about marketing is hard and doing this is hard and I'm not a professional editor. So there's like some little, it's not as polished as a traditional book would be but I'm a storyteller. So as long as the story makes you maybe forget you're reading a little bit, then like, that's my goal. Yeah, I just
0: kind of did it on my own. I read it on Thanksgiving night. Like the whole, I had, I was a little bit into it and like 5%, I think recently. And then I read the rest on Thanksgiving night. No idea it was Thanksgiving. I was sucked in that book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That makes me, that's all I want to hear. That makes me so happy.
0: You can read this Halloween book, not even at Halloween. It's amazing. So book recommendations, I always tell someone to bring, or everyone who comes on, at least two. And I mm-hmm. always say, if someone comes up to you and is like, give me a book recommendation, I don't care what kind, what would you say?
1: So my favorite book is 112263 by Stephen King. It's yes. really big, but it's like worth every page. It's like genre bending, it's historical fiction, it's romance, it's horror, it's like everything. I love that book so much. Um, And then also Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. Um, A lot of people don't realize it was a book before it was a whole movie franchise. And so it's really fun if you're a fan of the movie to like read it and compare it because so many parts were directly from the book. But then he also had some really like scary scenes that didn't make it into the movies. So it's kind of fun to like spot those and be like, oh dang. Like it was more of a horror book than um, I think the movies let on. So I think that's fun to read.
0: So you read horror as well as writing it.
1: It's my favorite. Yeah. It I honestly, as weird as it sounds, it helps with my anxiety because no matter what is happening, like first off, it's probably way worse than what's happening to me in my life <laughs> in the book and they're handling it. They're, they're getting there. Also, it's just like, it's just comforting for some reason. Cause I'm like safe. I'm in a safe place and writing helps with my anxiety too, a lot as weird as that is. <laughs>
0: I'll be at work and something will happen and I have to write it out to calm myself down. I'd be like, here are the facts or whatever that happened. And I, if, as long as I wrote it out, I feel a lot better. So I understand that.
1: I love that technique. That's so smart. Yeah, you're just putting it down. It's like out of your body.
0: My boss probably doesn't even care about my email that I sent. But I'm like, this is what happened. Blah, blah, blah. And then I go home and tell my mom. I was like, mom, I wrote it out. And she was like, good. Makes you feel better.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's
0: awesome. Okay. I don't have any more questions. I always, this is always like the loaded question, but I'm going to ask you, do you have a question for me? Yeah. What's your favorite thing about doing a podcast? Oh my God. That was a good one. So I always say, I should probably have this in my mind. Um, I always say that I enjoy asking questions and I enjoy making content for those questions. And this is so cheesy. I want to keep doing it though. Hearing everyone's answers to what I've created Like, even though it's just a writing, like, how are you or whatever? It just seems so cool connecting with people. I love networking. 100% love networking. What I say to people, I say, if you don't ask, you don't know. So I will email and I'll reach out and people say yes. I'll be like, okay, call my podcast. It's amazing. So I don't know. Little things get to me that make me very happy. Asking questions, networking, having a good time, like talking to people. I love talking. That was like a long answer for your short question, but I really enjoy a lot of different aspects.
1: Yeah, you obviously really enjoy it. What's your two favorite books?
0: Oh, good one. Okay. So I always bring this up to people who don't know me. So in 2020, I read a book from Katherine Schwarzenegger Pratt. And everyone's like, that's weird. Like, she's a celebrity. No. So it was called The Gift of Forgiveness. And it was a nonfiction book. It literally changed my life. It was nonfiction stories, uh, like interviews, kind of, pretty much, of people who went through terrible times and have forgiven afterwards. And so, like, I cried out. I'm not a crier. And I cried after it. And, like, it's something that was heavy, but it was life-changing. So I always re- recommend, like, The Gift of Forgiveness. And now I'm trying to think of another one. Um, Oh, I do. I have to throw in my friend uh, Tracy Gravis Graves. She's a romance author. She did The Girl He Used to Know, which I connected with because it was about a girl, who, I think Asper's or autistic, and she like falls in love, blah, blah. My brother's autistic. So I'm like, oh, this really makes me happy. Yeah. So the representation in that was really, really nice. And I do like a good romance novel. Nice. A fiction and a nonfiction. Yeah, I love
1: it. All over. I know. I like all types of genres, too. Yeah.
0: I have tried... <sighs> I've tried like thrillers. I'd read thrillers for book clubs. I'm not I like thrillers if someone recommends it to me. I just like I'm not like a person that like google thrillers. Um but if I know someone who wrote it, if I know someone who likes it, I will read it. Mhm. But like this one was a horror and I don't read horror normally and I was like, "Oh, I loved it." Aw
1: so. yay. I've gotten that a lot from people that aren't horror readers and like, or even this is their first horror novel. and like, Oh my gosh, I'm a horror fan now. Um, but I think it's cause my book isn't, it, it is horror. I try to be traditional horror. Cause it has the gore, it has the scary stuff. I added in other elements. So it's a little bit, there's romance and there's, mm-hmm. there's some other things going on. So I think that helped kind of bring in some people who don't normally read that genre.
0: think have you you probably got this a lot but have you read my best friend's exorcism I have did you like it
1: I did like it yeah I did like it he has such an interesting writing style he likes to blend almost like comedy in like he has some like silly moments in his books but it's so compulsively readable like his
0: books are so hard to stop reading for me I, I wasn't a fan wasn't a fan well, you know what? I've never read a Grady Hendrix book, and so I don't know if that was the right one to start with, but I all did it. All these
1: books are like that. They're all kind of similar, yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Because someone told me about the vampire one he wrote. Is that Grady mm-hmm. Hendrix? There are little different aspects of My Best Friend Exorcism and Dire Lane together, not because that happens like that, but I was wondering if you read that. Interesting. I did, yeah.
1: Um, I can see that just because one of the friends is going through some... Stuff, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you, Marie Aitchison, thank you for joining me on Megan's Bookish Life. Thank you for having me, Megan. Hi, everyone, and thank you for listening to Megan's Bookish Life, a podcast where literary meets lifestyle. Don't forget to subscribe and follow me on Instagram at Megan's Bookish Life Podcast.